I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. I heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Oh, God! Oh, Jesus Hey, welcome to Rose Mortem, everyone. It's like the other wait, wait, don't tell me because it's not funny. My name is Tom. I'm Travis. No jokes here. I will be your Cody for this evening. Mike didn't show up. No. I, t- I told him we were doing a show tonight. He sent me very violent texts. He said, hey, it's my mom's birthday. Why don't you go drive off a fucking cliff? And I was like, wow. All right. Did you? So no Mike tonight. Oh, okay. Uh, well, you know what? He's going to miss out on some very important diet tips that I'm going to give out. Yeah. Guys, it's diet time. How about this? Why don't we change up how was your week with how was your diet this week? <laughs> Dude, my diet's been terrible. I'm getting ready to do ketogenic diet, so it's going to be painful. Dude, our our buddy Pete Burrell did the old ketogenic hardcore. He yeah. looks good, man. Yeah, He's man. He's a bang piece right now. Oh, man. Well, he always was. He w- well, before that he was, was like a... Co- he had that sexy librarian. He's a bang piece yeah. for new reasons. Exactly. Uh, he looked like um, a different audience, a uh, slightly less progressive audience, if you would. Um, look. Guys, wow. uh, um, Cody, you're traveling. Tell us about the international food you've been eating. Yeah, in fucking Phoenix, Arizona. Yes. Uh, it's, it's mostly cheese. That's it's a weird. It's, it's cheese and breakfast tacos and uh, just assorted variations of such. It's good. I've, I, I, but, but I did do like the, the, the pompous thing the other day and order a back massage you know, just to like flush the croutons, you know what I mean, out of my like quadriceps and shit like that. Hmm. But th- we got a comment. Some people were actually scared about your crouton coming out of your body. Really? Yeah. Uh, wait, what happened? <laughs> I I missed this. Or was I? I don't know. Cody made a comment like I got on a plane. Yeah, I, I and was like just... moved around a lot, and a crouton fell out of my belly. Yeah, oh was... yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. There wasn't there wasn't blood or anything like that. It was just like. Just seemed like uh, you know the Cheeto dust accumulated there on the road trip, but uh, I got all that flushed out by uh, a big like seven foot twelve man named Kyle yesterday. Yeah, he he like pretended my back was fucking drywall and just fucking punched through it. Deep tissue massage. It was it was, it was delicious. I'm here for it. Kyle, give you an aggressive happy ending. No, that wasn't on the menu. Did, or Shucks. did you just not ask? I didn't ask because he seemed like he had something to do later. He had busy hands. I'm gonna, yeah, yeah you can I'm tell. a Fox Team racing that dick. Good, <laughs> good to massage though. Yeah, it's good to get rubbed up every now and then. Uh, I would ask Mike how his Kyle. week was, but he's not here. Uh, what he ate? So Travis, you said you've been eating like garbage. Cody just yeah, described just garbage gonna... and also like uh, molestation. Beat that. How can you add Beat to this that. conversation? Dude, well, I've just been I've been getting ready for the diet by eating shitty all week. But I've been I am moving Yo, around so what, much. What I've shitty been, things? Been what shitty things have you eaten? I've been well, I've been building stuff. I bought I built my renew rowing machine that hopefully works. Like two IKEA pieces. I got an Ewe, so I've been playing that and sweating. Electronic yeah, yeah. woodwind. That, that'll get it up there. That'll get the heart rate up there. Nice. Beautiful. 
And also, I just wanted to say that apparently I am a tox- toxic male by drinking this liquid death. Well, even you said though that. The only reason why I drink it is because it's canned seltzer in a tall boy form. What happened with them? Who tried to cancel them? Apparently, that uh, it, it's a display of toxic masculinity because it's. They said it's for like forty-year-old, hardcore vegan men that still want to show they have dicks or Toxic, something. Who is, yeah. who is that? Straight. Where, where is that comment coming from? Is this from a uh, reputable source? Oh, it's probably the Huffington Post or something. Right. Very much accurate. That's what I like about Ariana Huffington and her group of uh, vomiting cronies, her rainbow cronies. Um, they always get down to the bottom of it. And having fun is a sign of toxic masculinity. That's why I stopped having fun a long time ago. And since you asked, I'll tell you about my diet. Yeah. I have been, I guys, I'm the healthiest one on the show. <laughs> yeah. Mike ate nine packages of Gushers the last time. But he we was enabled here, him. Months ago. We should, he's an adult. He can vote. If he can vote, then <laughs> you're, you're on your own. Um, Possibly before that. He's still he's still able. The scariest thing is he's still able to join the army. And they, I think we've aged out of it now. But he could just join any day. Yeah. Shoot gushers at people in other countries. We're never going to be able to have stolen valor like us. <laughs> like he he still has the opportunity to go in, spend four years of doing nothing, he kicking around, blow flying around to different with a hand places, grenade. experimenting with, with uh, other men in tents. We can't do that. We have to pay for that now. We're not that intense. Right. So with that being said, back to my um, my diet, I do eat a lot of salads. But one thing, I, I discovered a life hack. And I'm going to use this term because it's truly a life hack. It's, Lay it on there's me. no other way to describe it. Um, so when you eat a lot of salad and you use the bathroom, a lot of that salad just kind of breaks through. Like yeah. it has some kind of revelation and then only like a third of it gets digested. So I've been doing is preparing the same size salads eating half of it, and then dumping the rest in the toilet bowl. Just to save time, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Skipping. Yeah. Skip. Fast past that green. Yeah. I feel like it's just fair. Um, I do like salads. I, I'm i Maybe I'm a half rabbit. I don't know. I just know I'm 100% sexy. And if that's part of it, then that's part of it. I, I think I don't, I don't eat salads often, but when I do, I really enjoy the aftermath. Is uh, <laughs> when you're pooping and it just goes like a grapefruit going down the garbage disposal. Yeah. Yeah. It's like 7,000 miniature Kermit the Frogs going, ah, yeah, doing like the <laughs> floppy motion right. associated I, with it. And my colon is Miss Piggy. Uh, guys, enough of that. We, I, I believe that's a lot of talk about the Hershey Highway. Let's get lot. to the yes. man behind the Hershey Highway. Travis William Lee. I'm not the man behind that. (laughs) We're all behind our own. Tonight, but I am. Tonight, I am going to be your bus driver on the trip to Brown Town. We're going to be licking some chocolate starfish, and we're riding that Hershey Highway because we are roasting none other than Milton S. Hershey. Damn it! The chocolate. It was bound to happen. Wow! Just wanted to get it out of the way. Chocolate starfish. Yep. Yeah, uh, I didn't have anything. I just coughed. I'm actually, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm entirely engaged and ready to hear more about Milton. But uh-huh. oh, yeah, uh, continue. That's all. So, ha- have save. you guys ever played The Sim City? No, yes. actually. Tropico 
City Skylines. I know they're bad. I just never touched them. I played Sim City and I played The Sims, just making enough money to buy rugs to set next to the fireplace. (laughs) That's the fun part of the game. Yeah. So, Tom, you got the game. You know that power of control, right? Because you just want to like build guys are freaks. Just want to control these fake people. Well, I love liquid death, sparkling water, and toxic masculinity. So, of course, I like to control my surroundings. So, because not only was Hershey our our guy, um, one of the biggest tycoons of the Gilded Age, he created and controlled with absolute power not one, but two towns, kind of overseeing it as if he was a person playing the SimCity. You know, he had the the ability to hire, fire, build, knock down, and just shape this enti- these entire towns in his vision of a bucolic utopia. Bucolic. What's a bucolic? Word. Bucolic's like farming. Farming. Like rolling hills and bucolic. shit. Bucolic. Okay. You could do that today, too. Yeah, I, I feel like back then, now you got to deal with all this regulation. Back then, you could just be like, I'm going to make a town. I got money. Was it better then or now? So, for the most part, <laughs> he was a benevolent ruler, or as they called him, a founder, or the founder, sorry. Oh. Um, mm. So, we're already entering kind of Creepsville. Cult of personality. I like you. Yeah. Um, but I think building this manufactured community kind of blurred the line between a capitalist utopia and a fascist dystopia, as we shall see. Travis using all the fancy words. Dude, you got better break out of your dictionary when you talk to me drunk. <laughs> Wait, do I have to be drunk or are you drunk? Yeah, and why I do I feel like we're dueling way. with the dictionaries now? It's just like... Cody, we should do that. Travis rolling up with two dictionaries. Like, a, there are a couple <laughs> hot babes. You five want a podcast? Foot, five foot six dictionaries with large cans going, hey, <laughs> got words in here. Okay, continue. Big, big ass floppy words. All right, so Hershey, I think, was a man with best intentions, but what he kind of created was something creepy. You just look at the chocolate. They sell it on Halloween. It's creepy. I'm not going to fight him there. And Yeah, that's fine. So before we jump into the man himself, I want to leave you guys or kind of start the whole thing with a quote from a Hershey, Pennsylvania resident. His name was Monroe Stover, <laughs> and this this little Stover boy, Russ, not Russell, Monroe. <laughs> okay. uh, Got it. He lived in he lived in Hershey's ideal town for seventy years, and worked directly with a big man himself. So this is his quote: "There are different kinds of dictatorship. The one we live under in Hershey, if you can call it that, is a philanthropic dictatorship. We would have." A much better world if there were more of them. There you go. Wow. So Dave the- Bezos. Here you go. That's the world to live by. Oh, uh, does he have enough dicks to suck? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He's He can control half the population. That's four billion dicks. And he'd be such a good boy doing it. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I really am. So we kind of touched on this last week with um, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Who would we do? John Tyler, thank you for forgetting, John Tyler. as you should. Yeah, I had, I had trouble publishing that episode. Like, wait, which one? So just just like a good politician, if you want to make a great 
American iconic businessman, best course of action, rags to riches. Good. The fast way. Yeah. So just like Tyler, Rich uh, Hershey made this claim, but it was not really the case. We'll find out. Okay. So Milton Hershey was born in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania in 1857. He's born to... Henry Hershey and Franny Snavely. Snavely, not a <laughs> yeah. good name. Nope. Yeah. Also, there. I know a guy who lives in Lancaster. His name's the Bishop. <laughs> oh, is that where he lives? Yeah, I think the last time I heard of the Bishop, he was living out in Lancaster. And he had a wow. family. And all of his kids were 75 feet tall. Sucking us. Yeah, right? <laughs> no inside jokes here. Nope. So, so if you're the Bishop, you live in the Lancaster. County, but also a lot of Amish people chill there. You know, you're out there in Lancaster, see them fucking old men or young men that look like old men. They likewise suck uts. Yeah. It is funny whenever you see like an old, like you drive through this area and you see these people in carriages and stuff and you see them in the, like gas stations, which is weird. They will stop and get a, a cold drink, mm-hmm. um, which is mm-hmm. kind of strange. But whenever you see a younger one, you go like, is it Halloween? Whenever you see an older one, they look like set in their ways. It's like you're supposed to be this way. You're from yeah. the year 1812. It's fine. Uh, so also you heard the idea of old Pennsylvania Dutch. That's that area, right? Like Van Dutch, you wear fucking sick hats to the beach. Damn it. That shit. Um, so Milton's mother, Snavely, Franny, Franny Snavely, Snavely, was a Mennonite. Now, if you've ever been to Hershey Park, the actual amusement park. Have you guys been? No. Yes. Once when I was younger. Well, you may have seen Mennonites. They're pretty much like the Protestant Hasidic Jews, but more like uh, blonde hair, blue eyes, German. Right. And they're kind of like Amish light. So they'll like drive a car, but they still look fucking old time. They have like bowl cuts and weird yeah. shit. Vests. Amish light. Yeah. Vests vest did co- make a big comeback in the 90s along with ponytails, but um, overall, it's the Mennonites who have the most vests. Yeah, a lot of vests and a lot of hooped skirts. Right. Good Uh, on them. So Milton's father, Henry, was kind of the black sheep of this community. He was one of them scheme and get rich quick kind of guys. You know, those Cody likes roasting them. I touch them. Now, there were plenty of GameStop, AMC, Dogecoin moments back in the 19th century um, where like idiots would run around the country chasing the next big boom, which in this case was commodities, not fictional money. I don't understand what you're saying. So during the 19th century, you know, there was oil booms, there was gold booms, there was nickel booms and everyone would be like, Oh, I got to get on it. And then they would show up and they'd be like, Oh, I'm too late. You're you're describing these massive scams. What does that have to do with Dogecoin? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Ask Elon, dude. Ask the guy who's not here right now. I won't ask him anything. He doesn't know shit no, for he's, shit. He's doing just fine, according to the withheld like financial reports. Oh, he's all right. Yeah. Anyway, continue. So Henry was one of those dudes that always would jump into these get-rich-quick like commodity booms of the 19th century, but he'd always be late to the game, and he'd just kind of barely make it out breaking even if not like under where he started after buying his like pickaxe and moving his family and all this shit 
So when Milton was born, the big rush was an oil rush in northwest Pennsylvania in a place called Titusville. Never been there? Tell me about it. Or don't. I've also never been there, so. No, let's not even discuss that. So everyone went out there to suck some black earth cum. And when you know it, before, uh, before all the small guys could get in, there was Andrew Carnegie building steam engine or steam engine trains and derricks and john d rockefeller claiming up most of the land and sucking up all that oil for the small boys got at cool really cool um milton's mom was not too happy that this huckster had taken their daughter and newborn milton um into what they called pennsylvania's sodom and gomorrah so uh, they were like, yo, Franny's brothers, go get these idiots, like literally these two big Pennsylvania Dutch Hulkish men. Just drag that it, bail that guy out and fucking bring him back. All right. So they get Henry and they dig him out of this hole. They drag him back to Lancaster with uh, Milton and his wife in tow. At this point, Henry was pretty much banished from the Snavely family and their wealth. And Franny and Henry were pretty much separated. Okay, hold on. I, I guess I missed that. So Franny Snavely, she was from some kind of money. Yeah, she was from like, she was from like the rich, rural farmer. Like the Snavelys owned a lot of farms and a lot of dairies in that Lancaster area. No, right. So she had the money. So uh, I'm sorry. What was the father's name again? Henry Hershey. Henry Hershey. <laughs> so the old HH. He that was his first scam, getting a rich wife. Yeah. Um, so that worked. But he was also like 40 and she was like, I don't know, 18 or something. It's normal back then. No, you know, sneaking in there. Back then, I think once you're over the age of like 16, you're basically going to die any day anyway. Yeah. So why not? Yeah. It's coming. So, you know, why not? Right now we have, you know, medicine and Tylenol and things that keep us alive, penicillin. So like maybe we should close that gap a bit today. Yeah. Which I think we have done. So I don't, I don't know why I'm saying that, but. Um, back then, you know, a little forgiveness. You're all going to die real quick. I mean, everyone's still all going to die real quick nowadays. Ah, people live way too long these days. But meteorites, Thomas. Why do you think the LIRR tickets are so expensive? Because back when they started the pension funds, they expected everyone to be dead at 54. But no, they all have <laughs> past 55 and they're collecting 160 grand a year for nothing. And that's why it's it now uh, $32 to go 40 miles. Yep. Yeah. Not good. <laughs> so Hen- they dragged they dragged them back. They're pretty much separated, uh, Milton's parents. But Henry would like kind of sell wonky farm equipment in Pennsylvania and run off here and there on these get rich quick quick schemes. That left Milton, uh, Milton Hen- Hershey, our subject, and his mom Franny and a newborn daughter. They were kind of left alone. But don't feel bad for them because they got these rich fucking farming families supporting them. Yeah, who needs a dad when you have money? Yeah. Big believer so, in that. Yeah. Milton didn't really grow up poor. He was definitely upper middle class, like I said, in this old rural, like old money sense. So they were like, all right, dude, you're going to become a printer. That's a good job to get. So they're like, I don't know, Ben Franklin was a printer. You're going to become a printer. Right. So Hen Hershey, I'm just going to call um, Milton Hershey from now on because... Henry's kind of out of this. Oh, Henry. Okay. Um, so 
this apprenticeship with Hershey didn't last too long because he dropped his hat into the printing press and fucked up the machine and was oh, good. promptly fired. Oh, no. Now seven people won't get a newspaper. I like leaflets. Uh, his mom was like, all right, well, we definitely can't put him in this like really important position where people get news and shit. How about you try doing candy, Hershey? What could go wrong? Yeah. So at the age of 14, he got a new apprenticeship in Lancaster, Pennsylvania at a confectionery shop. I like it. Candy shop. Good. Wait. Chocolate. Wait. What's that? Hold on a second. Are you telling me that we have Hershey's chocolate because he dropped his hat? (laughs) Like, yeah, we could have. Truly, that's what the. That's what. That's why he got let go from his internship and built a candy empire because he dropped a hat that was probably a hand-me-down and too big anyway, and the problem basically fixed itself as the hat was probably ripped to shreds and fed to cows. Just don't wear a hat. I like. Yeah, we wouldn't have Halloween without Hershey dog. I like to Crap. imagine it was a sombrero. I, I would like to think that too. <laughs> big, big hat in Lancaster. Uh, last time I saw Bishop, he had a sombrero. He looked just like the guy at south of the border. <laughs> so, sorry, I'm eating. Yeah, a I know. I, I wanted to right cover now. for you, but no, it was we needed. We, the audience needed to isolate you uh, eating snacks while presenting. I've never seen I'm that getting, before, I'm, Cody. This is research because it's a Hershey's. It's a Mister Good Bar Hershey's chocolate bar. This re- I'm doing research while I'm doing the yeah. show. It's amazing. You, you disgust me. This is terrible. And Tom's been throwing salad on the toilet all week. Yeah, all week. And you're the disgusting thing to him. I like my poops firm from chocolate. So chocolate was not really a thing back in 19th century America. Because I'm sure you guys have had like pure cocoa or like really dark, dark chocolate. Yeah, Yeah. it's terrible. It's bitter. It's not good. It's. I mean, it's okay if you kind of mix it in some... I don't know, milk or something, but I like, you know, what I mean, it's not sweet. It's not like a candy. No, 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 no. It's more sexual. Uh, it's more sexual, more bitter, more like it's like chewing on a cigar. Yeah, sexually. Th- th- none of this is lining up Good. for me at all. You stay sexually out of our club. chewing on a cigar. <laughs> Just brown tobacco flavored drippings coming out. Go, mm, candy. Oh, Monica. Right. Well, that's why cocoa wasn't a big thing in um, in nineteen America, 19th century America. They're like, well, you got to put the milk in there. You got to put the sugar. You got to make it that milky brown town for it to be candy that babies want. Yes, right? this is true. So Hershey had this confectionery shop. He's not making chocolate. He's making gum gumdrops, taffy, all that fucking old timey bullshit candy. Shoe leather. Fly eggs, yeah, my favorite. Uh, ca- uh, laces of a, a maiden's brassiere. This yeah. is long names back then. White Rock licorice, brittle teeth rockers, salt. <laughs> One of my favorite. This <laughs> is salt. <laughs> One of my favorite old timey ones, and I'm sure that this was like you guys remember the drops on like the receipt paper. Yeah, it's like a bunch of little colored drops on. Yeah, what the fuck paper. was that? That was edible. Yes. Yeah, well, you eat mainly paper because it never comes off the paper. <laughs> that shit was gross. It was just weird. It was like, um, why am I describing this? <laughs> we all know it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know the dots. You know the dots. Yeah. So at the age of 19, Hershey, this is the year is 1876. 
her, she was like, all right, learn enough about candy. I'm ready to go open up my own shop. But Lancaster's too small for two candy shops. I'm going to go to the Snavely's, get them to give me money, and then I'm going to move to Philly and open up my my own store. With not my money? With other people. Not my money. Other people's money, but my own store. My uncle's money. Uncle's money, but my own store. Yeah. Okay. The name of the store was called Spring Garden Confectionery Works. Really rolls off the tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Hershey picked the perfect time to open up shot shop. And I, I say that in a way of like, has anyone ever like, I don't know, like somebody does something and it just happens to line up at a really good time and it gives them like a false negative. So like, I'm the best. Yes. I know, that he's, was very I know what he's talking about. That was very, vague. you know what I mean? Like when, when a blind squirrel finds his two nuts a day and that squirrel thinks he's the best. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if I follow here. Like you're too sober. Um, like somebody that never like here, Tom, you're a music boy. Somebody that never played guitar, but then he ends up at like a jazz show and just fucking bashes on the fret. And they're like, this guy's a genius. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Enough of that. I get <laughs> yeah. it. So we're all on board. He opened up his shop right before the 4th of July. And between that and Pennsylvania day, Hershey made a lot of money really quickly and was a big success. But the thing was, is the only reason why is he picked a really good location. It was like right next to the park or the fairground. But after that, business dried up and his business pretty much tanked. Travis, that's what business is. Like, it's all about the look. All right. Yeah. Well, he didn't pick a sustainable location. He's like, there's the fairground where the fair is. That's miles away from Main Street. <laughs> Okay, yeah. so we did it. All right. Good um, moves. Uh, by the way, um, I, I just Google searched candy dots on paper, and I think the official name of the candy is candy dots on paper. Oh, nice. That's um, awesome. Or candy button strips. Ugh. So <laughs> and then on Etsy, I see for $9.25, chewed up bubble gum in a mason jar. <laughs> Oh. This guy is the best. Are you sure that's not Belle Delphine? <laughs> I hope it's her. I hope it's her. I really do. So because Hershey's business was failing, he requested more and more money from his rich uncles just to keep his business afloat. And at some point, his like deadbeat scheming dad hears that her Milton has opened up a shop. He decides to come back into Milton's life and convinces him to make some horrible-tasting cough drops that cool. sank the business even further. That's my favorite candy. Just cough drops. Well, like Menthol cough drops. What's that one? Fisherman's fa- favorites or something? Fisher- Fisherman's friend. Yeah. Yeah, I just had some of those, as I am getting over a cough. And they taste <laughs> disgusting, but they work. I love those things. All right. But... I'm not a good litmus paper for what people should enjoy. <laughs> like, I, I, I watched Comedy Central for, like, what I watched, The Daily Show recently, which I believe people still think is funny. And um, I didn't laugh. And what I did laugh at was, like, I'm planning my wedding, and I was like, you know what might be fun is if we plan the wedding on 9-11. <laughs> so, when, so when people, our immediate friends and family look back, they're going to go, 9-11. What a good day. <laughs> and I thought that was funnier than anything 
I've ever seen on the Daily Show. I and and that's a popular show. So I don't know. I don't trust my sense of humor. No. Well, don't sometimes. trust my t- my taste on uh, candy. Which it does translate there. That's what I'm saying. Well, oh, I feel like we should answer this question. What is your favorite candy, Tom? If you had to pick one, if somebody was like, Tom, you got to pick this candy bar. Honestly, it's Twix because it reminds me of 9-11. That's a cookie. <laughs> it's not a no, bar. That's not true. No more 9-11 jokes. I, uh, sorry. Um, I'm sorry for wasting your time. My favorite candy. I don't know. Cody? I don't know. I don't really. I'm, not, I'm just not hit that into it. Oh, I had. Black licorice the other day. Oh, <laughs> you would, Tom. It's like mm. it's like the taste of licking a hookah bar mouthpiece. <laughs> Good. That is fun. That is cool. Can't, uh, Cody, what's the candy? My favorite candy uh, in non-bar form, it would be Rolos, but in bar form, it would be like the Reese's Crunchy Bar. Oh. See, I can't trust you. Yeah, because I'm, you say things like that. Yeah, it's like you oh, man. say things like bar form. <laughs> like, what is this? Cody's a little Rolos. Rolos aren't bars. It's a no. Little, I understand, like, but how did you get? How did you get there with the qualifiers? Like, I'm sorry, I was just making really crude jokes, and now you're talking about bar form. I'd imagine Cody has like a food pyramid of just candy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> Travis, when you say candy. What do you think? I I think of chocolate. I think uh gumdrops and rock candy. That shit, stuff that babies. Okay, so what's your favorite? Eat. What's your favorite? What's my favorite? Yeah. Reese's Pieces. Because I like one. E.T. It's an alien that looks like a skinned penis. It, E.T.'s great. I, I would rather like have a good booger in my nose and pick <laughs> it out than eat a candy. Why not both? Yeah. Well. I'm just saying, like, you know, if I had a bowl of candy or a bowl of boogers, I would just take the boogers and put it in my nose. <laughs> you would be a horrible out. person to give candy out at Halloween. <laughs> Hold on. It's all kids. tricks. It's yeah. all a trick. I don't understand the concept. Continue. Travis, I'm yeah. stealing your show. No, you I just wanna, throw I the candy bar no, in the right. head. It's right? all right. You hear that, kids? Don't go show up to Tom's house and give you fucking raisins and garbage like that. Robitussin. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to practice skipping stones at you. Come dressed as water. <laughs> so, so <laughs> uh, it's good. Eventually, in 1882, Hershey's uncles were like, I'm not giving you any more money, kid. You don't know what you're doing. So Hershey's uh, candy store, the uh, Spring Garden Confectionery Works, officially closed. Hershey's a failure. He moves back to Lancaster. So. Chop. Now he's 24 years old. He's almost, he's like, oh, Mike's 25, right? Mike, uh, Mike is 26 now. Okay. Oh, my God. We're turning 26. Wait, Ooh. hold on. Yeah, 26. And he's, you know, he's doing great. All right. Compared for to him, this yeah, guy. He's doing great for him. Yeah. So yeah. Hershey's 24. He's dumped six years of his life into making candy. And now he's like, what the fuck am I going to do? Now, his dad, uh, Henry, had jumped ship from her- Hershey's failing business in 81 and decided to get in on the gold rush in Colorado. Milton's like, I don't know. I'm just going to go to Denver where my dad's at. Maybe I'll find the gold. Right. Yeah. Good for him. Now, we're dealing with the candy man. This is not a rugged ass mountain boy. This is like this bubblegum child. So have you ever met a- an adult who eats too much candy? Yeah, I'm one. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Are you are you ever intimidated by those people? 
Cody, how do you think you would do overnight? With what? In like, I don't know, like outside. Oh, like the you, camping? You pick the state. You pick the state. Any state you want. Yeah. Well, I, my house is already in Hawaii. Well, you keep the windows closed. I know you. Yeah, mosquitoes come in and the fucking geckos follow them. <laughs> All right. Well, never yeah. mind. Uh, you know. Now I imagine do. Cody going into like a, a you know a mine shaft and like getting all cold up and shit, looking for gold. Yeah, accidental blackface. <laughs> yeah, the funniest. This is Milton when it's not contrived. Yeah, this is Milton. He's taffy ass candy boy. So he shows up in Denver and there's all these rugged, scruffy you know guys, burly ass dudes, lumberjacks and shit. Not and, Cody's. Right? Yeah, and her she's like no. I guess I'll just go to the candy shop in Denver and start working there. So he's out in this like mountain town working at the, their only candy shop in probably like 200 miles, you know, Denver candy. Now he works there for a while. He's like, I, I thought I was going to find gold, but this was kind of like a dead end. He's like, Colorado, these are all rugged men that don't eat candy. They don't eat bubblegum and taffy and shit. So hey, call I, me back when you legalize weed, you pussies yeah so hershey boards another train and this time he heads to new york city are there candy eaters in new york city there are candy eaters and i'm gonna tell you about (laughs) the rage that was happening in new york Uh, city i feel like that was a slur i just dropped like are you a filthy candy eater over there yeah are you a wilford brimley are you one of those downtown fucking Fun dippers or one of those oh. uptown Turkish delight motherfuckers. Oh, Turkish delight. Oh, that sounds like so many slurs. Yeah, it's yeah, that, right. Chocolate's racist as shit. Yeah, it's beautiful. Okay, leave it alone. Cancel it. So cancel chocolate. Only cancel, white chocolate. Hashtag cancel, cancel white chocolate. chocolate. All <laughs> chocolate lives matter, dude. <laughs> white chocolate's disgusting. Get out of my face. At me if you think that white chocolate is great. It's fucking gross. It's not very good. It's really not chocolate. It's just kind of like uh, dulce leches, but not good. Yeah. And that's also not that good. We are grown men talking about chocolate right now. This is hard. <laughs> so, you know, what? If, if we kept this PG, we'd probably be picked up by Gimlet. Yeah. They'd go, oh, men talk about candy. So cool. So let me quickly. Somebody curse. So let come on. Big sugar. Pick us up. Let me tell you about a candy that we would all enjoy on this show. So Hershey moves to New York. He starts working for a company called Hewler Candies, making rock candy. Now I per- Hewler Candy is very famous. Yeah. Now I personally don't like rock candy. The only time I get rock candy is at like some fucking historical like what Beth Page they make rock candy. Beth Page right. historical. It, whenever there's a guy uh taking a half hour to make a nail on an on an anvil, that's where you're buying rock candy. Yeah, but here's a candy that I would actually really enjoy. So, uh, interestingly enough, a year before Hershey started working at Hewler, they made a, oh, all of the candy shops in New York were making this rock candy called Rye and Rocks, which was marketed towards children, but had rye alcohol in it. The good stuff. Now, kids would be eating this rock candy and be getting wasted, and they said just two pounds of this candy, which is a lot of candy, that's two, what, just, you can't say just. Two, just two pounds. Two p- pounds was enough to kill a 12-year-old. All right, <laughs> here's the thing, though. 
I seen Mike eat like nine packs of gushers, and there's got to be like ten pieces in each pack, right? Yeah. So he can eat ninety gushers. I can see Mike dying from raw candy. You're looking at okay, so each one of those packages is under an ounce, probably. So you would have to eat two boxes of that to get to a pound. Mike can do that. So that four boxes of that and your kid's dead. You know what? If your kid's eating four <laughs> boxes of gushers, they're better <laughs> off dead anyway. Well, anyway, this was enough for the prevention of cruelty to children, which was a group in New York City, <laughs> to reach out to the health board and stop the craze of spiking the rock candy. Ah, what a bunch of assholes. How do you defend you know, let that? Let them get drunk. How do you These defend the- that? You don't defend it. You just call them out. Well, you know what? You guys like using rulers on kids' hands. We're giving them a break, okay? <laughs> All right, so you be the defense attorney. Uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Saltman, we've, we've heard you like giving lumps of alcohol to children. How do you respond? Not only do we like it, but we stand by our choice, as we feel a community service is being dealt by just simply handing over uh, a, a relief to the hard, harsh realities of none abuse. You're a child molester. You're a ch- you are. I, I got you did it. Uh, so we're keeping it on shelves, right? Right, Judge? Hell yeah! I'm Timmy. I love candy. And that's why you just call people uh, child molesters. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, can I get the law and order sound effect right here? That was great. Yeah, thank you. So Hershey worked for Hewler for a while, and then he was like, I got good idea. Worked the last time, not really. I'm going to open up my own shop. Woohoo! Now, pretty much the same thing unfolded that happened in Philly. He borrowed a bunch of money. His dad showed up to make cough drops again, and the shop closes, <laughs> and he moves back to Lancaster in 1886. I'm seeing some type of, like, Jerry Stiller character just constantly pushing, pushing the cough drops, like... I can tell Deborah it's going to be great one day. <laughs> the kids are going to love the cost me. <laughs> What's the matter, little Timmy? Everybody you a long day? So you got a cough. Chloroform you talk flavor. to one of these hockey puck-sized yeah. cough drops I've made. <laughs> yeah. It's like jawbreaker cough drop. <laughs> the only difference this time is that he had bought. So in 1886, he has to move back to Lancaster. Only difference this time is he bought some really expensive candy-making equipment. And in the process of moving back, the bank almost, like, repossessed this this machinery he'd bought. And he was almost out, like, I don't know, 10 grand, I think it was, which was a lot back then. Did he get to keep his candy machine? Yeah. Also, before then, would he just mash it up? Like, just put <laughs> it in a... Put it in the top of an acorn and go, like, there's your little dot thing. <laughs> maybe. I'm just maybe. imagining... I'm just imagining you like just the finger marks like between your fingers. If you like just squeeze like a lump of clay, <laughs> like not using any type of press, just doing it barehanded and like wrapping that in gold foil to sell. Yeah, they're called the, you know, curly boys. Have one. I'm thinking of uh, like a peep where he just puts some like uh, Twizzlers on top. And, like it's got a wig now. You want it? That's a Merkin. <laughs> So, all right, so that's probably why his first business failed, because he didn't have any molds and good taffy machines. And now he's got the machines, but his dad comes in, he goes, I'm going to cough on the kids. And Yeah, that's his business yeah. plan. And now he's run out of downtown. Yeah, so he moves back to Lancaster. Two failures, but he's like, dude, I still got rich relatives. I can just keep failing, dog. 
keep going. Keep failing. Third time's the charm. So when he was in Denver, and uh, if you're from Denver or Colorado, let me know if this is a thing. But the book I read, which is just called Hershey by Michael D'Antino, um, which came off as like this uh, this unauthorized book you don't want the Hershey company to read. But oh. like it was pretty the much dark sucking side of dick. chocolate. Hers- yeah. Milton Hershey. Oh, that sucks. Dark chocolate. But yeah, tell I hate that. Tell me if this is a thing, because in the book it made it seem like this is oh, everyone knows about this. Apparently, Hershey learned how to make the East Denver style of caramel. Is that a thing? I don't know what the fuck that is. I don't know. Also, how do you say that word? Are you guys a caramel or are you guys a caramel? I, I swing either way, honestly. Caramel myself, but um... there's clearly too many there, there's clearly two A's in there, so you have to say both of them, I guess. Caramel. I don't know. Well, if you're from East Denver, (laughs) tell me how to say caramel and how to make your caramel. If you're a person who's actively making East Denver caramel, I believe (laughs) that's what they, in East Denver, they call um, uh, hobo droppings. (laughs) Uh, I thought it was going to be a sex move. I thought it was going to be the, I thought it was going to be the F slur. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Uh, you know, just imagine walking down the lovely streets of East Denver, a place I've never visited, but I can imagine it's quite nice. Lots of Paneras. And and you're uh, walking down the street and you go, oops, watch out, guys. A nice big serving of East Denver caramel lay across these bricks here. <laughs> Quick, like put it in a paper bag and light it on fire and throw it on the mayor's doorstep. Yeah, right. Let's send it to Nancy Pelosi's house and let's find the bum and send him also to Nancy Pelosi's house. So he's back in Lancaster and he's like, I'm going to try out this East Denver caramels thing. Got to go to my my family, get that money again for the third time. This time his uncles were like, nah, no more money, you idiot. (laughs) No more money. Paraphrasing. You're just dumb. Hershey, he figured out a way. Maybe he sold some of his equipment. He figured out a way to get a warehouse. He started making these caramels. Now, Hershey started experimenting with the um, with the recipe. And specifically, he, <laughs> a- he added more milk to the caramel recipe. Thus, I like that. Good white person move. Yeah. Thus making it less <sighs> chewy. Because everyone hates yeah. using their mouth and chewing. I know from experience. I think jaw lines are disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Mandibles. So he actually also marketed these caramels as health food because it had milk, cool. vanilla, cocoa, all these like <laughs> besides milk, vanilla and cocoa were exotic. And, you know, like, oh, health. right, right. Well, I suppose that is part of a balanced breakfast. What was it? The caramel count? Oh, the caramel count. Count Chocula. Yeah. I mean, I just started taking Lion's Mane. I mean, that's kind of like, I guess, the same fucking scam I fell for, right? Like, you know. I'm doing that too. Oh, dude. Have you ever tried vanilla? Like, helps your brain out, dude. I never heard of vanilla. It helps your wiener. Yeah, I better try it immediately. <laughs> Joe Rogan was talking about this caramel stuff, so I bought some Alpha Mel. <laughs> yeah. Activated caramel. Well, let's just say these caramels were a hit. And all of a sudden, Hershey had himself a profitable business, the Lancaster Caramels. So if you thought Hershey was just the chocolate boy, no, dude. He's the caramel man. I appreciate this. Now, one important thing of the Lancaster Caramel Company was that its connection to the dairy farmers 
of Lancaster. There's a lot of udders to be stroked in the Lancaster County, right? We, is that the verb for yeah. that? You stroke them. You don't want to squeeze them. You, you want to. You don't want to bruise the yeah, milk. Don't bruise the milk. But he's still not making chocolate. Remember, just caramel. The only place you could find chocolate, as we know them today, in 19th century America, was high-end luxury shops in New York City, because Europeans had figured out, oh, we take this bitter-ass, disgusting cocoa, and we put <laughs> sugar and milk into it. And now we got some creamy ass milk chocolate that tastes good. Wow. So that all changed when Milton Hershey took a trip to the Columbian Exposition in Chicago in 1869 or 1893. Uh-huh. Uh, he visited the Lehman. <laughs> Those numbers are nowhere near each other. I flipped up the, the nine upside down. That's so amazing. 1893 <laughs> is when he went. So okay, he visited the Lehman chocolate booth, which was some fancy chocolate, European chocolate making thing. They had these European chocolate making machines. And after the expo, Hershey was like, I'm going to get down to Browntown. I need those machines. Is that a Simeon? I will take two in my butt. Simeon. Yeah. Simeon's oh, a monkey. Yeah, that... You just said you'd take two monkeys yeah, up your ass. Is that a monkey? On your podcast. I will scratch, have it scratch my prostate. Don't clarify what you meant, Travis. <laughs> no, don't. Let's go yes. with the monkey bit. It's good. Now, slowly, Hershey started to transition from caramel to chocolate. The boy we know Such and love. Such sensual. <gasps> now, I don't know if you guys have ever... We've, we've had, we have some friends that live in Europe and Britain, right? And they've come to visit. Um, like James, or you had that Jane. Who was that guy that lived at your house that like taught soccer, Tom? Oh, yeah, English, English Nick. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> um, he yeah, he's okay. all right. But I, I, I've had this experience myself. Have you ever met someone from Europe and they taste one of the American chocolates? They instantly say it's yeah. disgusting and sour. Same with Canadians and Canadians. It's fucking sour. Canadian. Gross. Yep. You guys had that. Absolutely, yeah. No, I, I I have yet to take one of these British or Canadian friends on a field trip or a date winding up with a chocolate martini. Yeah, it's actually kind of mean, actually. Taking them to Brown Town? Yeah, so no. No, no I just guess, giving I them stuff you know they won't like. It's like, hey, I know th- you'll find this revolting, but free American chocolate that's been in my pocket. I've tricked them. I go, this yeah. is a, a standard American dinner is is a hard-boiled crab and a hot dog <laughs> uh, served with, with cheese whiz. And I go, this is what we all eat for dinner. And then they go, oh, well, it's so fancy. <laughs> and I go, welcome. Let's watch the first episode of Super Bowl. Now, yeah, yeah. football. So one of the reasons why the uh, people outside of America think that our chocolate is sour and gross, because... Milton Hershey improved the recipe of no, milk chocolate no. by purposefully spoiling the milk. That's it, fine. It's that chemical that starts with a B yes. or something. So right? partially spoiled milk creates um, it creates this process that creates bitrolic acid. I think. Yeah, but betr- yeah, something acid, like that. Which is it's it's that yeah, Cody. It's the Parmesan cheese feeling you get on the back of your tongue uh, when you. Uh, you know, eat cheap Parmesan cheese. Wait, so you're saying Italy gets to do it and we're gross <laughs> if we do it with sweets? Yeah. Fuck you. 
I don't like chocolate at all. And Milton Hershey is my I new just, guy. I just okay? had a, uh, I went out to uh, get ice cream with my girlfriend. <laughs> and I had, and you I had a. Also got no, chocolate on the way. No, I had a Stilton home. ice cream. It was delicious. A Stilton, the like the cheese? Yeah. Oh, what? So did it have the blue in it? No, but it was cold and wet. I can only eat half my thing because it was so savory. All right. Cody, we have progress. Yeah, this keto thing is going to go yeah. great. <laughs> so that's what makes American chocolate so tangy and disgusting is this Parmesan cheese taste that Cody described. Yeah. And if it's like the post throw up like grossness that you get in your you know throat sometimes. Yeah. Too. After like a nice gotcha. night of drinking and you've just gone and got like a cheap hamburger and you kind of vom a little bit in your mouth when you're getting yeah, in the, the bed. The Parmesan bile sensation. Yeah. Okay, I get it. No, it's you don't. Chemical. It starts with B. It comes from old milk. Put it in milk chocolate, gets right. better. Freak Brits. So out. other chocolates like Swiss chocolate or Cadbury's or Nestle, they are edible because they don't have sour milk in it. <laughs> right around when Hershey was making the switch to chocolate from caramel, you know, he'd like mm-hmm. coat his caramels with chocolate and it's slowly working out the caramel. Uh, Hershey took a trip to Buffalo, New York. Very cold. That's where Every Time I Die is from. Yes. Fancy. Also, the wings. So let me ask, is he making a chocolate He's, wing? Uh, that would be revolutionary. I'd have a chocolate wing. I'd be ready to shoot anyone who offered <laughs> okay. me. Okay. But still eat it? <laughs> no. So we know from the records, um, uh, we know from the records that Hershey was a gambling man. He liked to go to casinos. He liked to throw them dice. He liked to ride them spinners. You know what I mean? He likes to throw around things. That last one doesn't yeah, count. No, nope. sit on the thing and spin the last it. one wasn't yeah, real. Spin. What? You're not spin supposed to thing. spin that at all. That's the that's the dealer's nah, nah, job. Nah, nah, nah. Do you do you touch I'd that, touch Travis? It. You're not supposed to touch, touch that. It. Don't don't touch those. So this. You've never been to oh, Vegas, have no, you? No, but I've been to my Mohican son. He runs a whole business. You ever hear about that? Oh, yeah. Actually, real quick tangent for all the listeners. Uh, the four of us, we went yeah. there. When I say four of us, I'm, I'm talking about <laughs> two other people, too. So the math was <laughs> still off. Five. five of us went there. And um, we went to Mohican Sun, and we found out that if you gamble on credit, they scalp <laughs> yes. you there. My child comes out and scalps um, you. My Mohican son. Yeah, so Travis's Mohican son comes and uh, grabs whatever hair you have on the top of your head and does a nice chop. And fortunately, this didn't happen to us, but it was quite entertaining watching someone walk past us in the uh, built-in Shake Shack, uh, Sinatra-themed Shake Shack within my Mohican son. Yeah. So if you could imagine (laughs) Buffalo just being a colder Mohican son, there's a lot of gambling there. Maybe because it's on the Canadian border. I don't know. Um, sure. Now, the next thing that I'm going to say is kind of contested. Hershey tried to obscure this a lot, but based on the records and kind of what I deduced, uh, you good. deduced, you know, Buffalo had a lot of whorehouses. He met this woman named Catherine Sweeney in in Buffalo. Oh, cool name. Now, again, I I think it's pretty obvious. This book I said kind of like glorified him a little bit. He's like, I don't know. She might have not been the lady of the night. But here's all the clues. She was estranged from her, estranged from her family. She was like always the life of the party. Milton's mom did not approve of this woman. 
she was Irish. Big asshole. Well, there you go. And the biggest one, she had syphilis. So, wait, so she had syphilis, and they just worked around it? Uh, yeah, I think so. You told me the chocolate man went crazy no, with brain bubbles no, later? You got to use the cheesecloth to get it out. And then... I don't, yeah, it never came up with the fact that her, she had syphilis, but his wife definitely had syphilis. On the record, had syphilis. So, so they never had sex? Maybe not. I don't know. How do you marry a, a, a woman in, in the, the 1890s, have sex, and not get syphilis? I mean, they had condoms. Not a lot of people used them. Maybe no, they, he finished they, in her hair or something, Tom. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's how he liked it with his wife. Maybe he, ho- maybe he hollowed out a Hershey's kiss and put it on the tip of his dick. Cody, if you pull out, the only thing it does is stop pregnancy. You don't you don't not get AIDS because you pulled out. It's not like you come and then like all this AIDS comes <laughs> rushing in and the syphilis like you made enough room for it to get in there. Doesn't work like that. It, it could work like that, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't. Um, either way, we'd have to assume that our old um, Hershey Highway man, he probably had the is. Yeah, and he definitely married a whore. That's cool. No, which is nothing, nothing wrong with that, except for the fact of what we're going to get into in the future about Hershey's image and him being all PG and moral. Oh, and shit. okay, gotcha. Right, right. He was a ret- he was a regular Richard Gear. Yes, he's like, uh, you're a pretty woman with floppy tits. Come on over, taste my candy. Tell me what I got to do to marry you, whore. Yeah, as as Fifty Cents said, he took her to the candy shop. Oh, it's a good pickup yes. line. Mm. Uh, so Hershey, regardless of all those that fact, the fact that uh, he ha- she had the big S and he probably had the big S, they married in 1898. And the fact that she had syphilis and it was already in its late, later stages, she's getting a little lumpy, uh, was yeah. one of the reasons why Hershey never had any heirs to his chocolate empire. All right. Well, maybe he never did have sex then. Lumpy heirs don't count. He could have just, you know, kind of rubbed it or something. Yeah, maybe he was all about the mouth. Yeah, maybe, maybe he was all about lumps. I don't know. Yeah. We could speculate all day. All day. But all we do know that, that his wife was definitely a dirty whore, and we applaud that woman. Yeah. So, again, here's the thing is that he, Hershey did his best to hide his scandalous wife's old occupation because... As we're about to get into, he started to build his nice, clean, PG Sim City, Hershey, Pennsylvania. Right. How hard is it to hide at this time? Uh, trick question. It's very easy. Just move like four miles away from where you've been slinging puss, and no one will ever know you've been doing that. I don't have the germ. My name's Leroy. It, I mean, I feel like it would be. The only thing is, is that like right now... He's going to become one of the most famous people, and there's people like William Randolph Hearst that wants to dig up shit on all the famous people. Right. Well, my wife is ahead of her time, and uh, she's looking into about 123 years in the future, and she wears a mask all the time. What's <laughs> up with that? I don't know, but it's very progressive. So, Hershey, Pennsylvania, named after Hershey himself. As Hershey amassed more and more money, he started to build his city uh, after his own name around the chocolate factory. So Hershey ruled his business and his town like a king ruling over serfs. He was quick to fire anyone on the job. 
Uh, and he laid out a, his perfect moral city that followed a co- code that he called the Hershey idea. Ooh, do we have that? Are we getting into it? Yes, we are. I need I mean, that. There's, it doesn't. It's not actually laid out in like wor- in like a codified thing. Oh fuck this! The ideas are are being do unto others as done to you. So so think of it kind of like like leave it to Beaver or that like 50s iconic middle class lifestyle. But right. in the 1900s, not the 1950s. Okay, cool. And on top of that, there was no local government. It was just Hershey. They weren't able to have a mayor or any type of town halls. Just Hershey. Okay. That's, but that's cool, though, because he's bankrolling Money. the whole deal. Yeah, he is. He's bankrolling the whole idea. Now, Hershey liked to spread his, in quotes, progressive ideas. And at the time, they were called, actually, progressive ideas. In his local newspaper that he ran, or oh. he oversaw. Oh, good. These progressive ideas were warning people, or things like warning people about interracial marriage, calling it race suicide. Wow. Or the fact that Jews would soon rule the entire world. I mean, one of those is right. Oh, Tom. That's what? How very half brave of you. <laughs> it's the Jew one. Because, you know, oh. ask me. Ask me. <laughs> I've only been invited to the... Oh, look, I'm doing a great service to everyone who listens to the show. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that... I'm not, I'm not advocating uh, hate of Jewish people. I'm just saying they're responsible for everything, every form of media oh. you take in. <laughs> Tom, I'm still waiting for that invite to the center of the earth. It's coming. It's All coming. Right. All right. I'm and having of, fun, guys. And, of if, course, if, this newspaper <laughs> called Hershey just the founder, which I feel like is one of the oh. most dystopian... Things in it in yeah. this whole script. Was there a right? capital F and T? Yes. Good. <laughs> founder. The founder. Yeah. The flounder. Te. Te founder. Could you imagine like you walking into this town and he's going, Welcome to my town. Here's the root the, the was it the Hershey idea on paper. And you read it, it's just like this is just a menu of like shit that you serve. <laughs> Welcome. At the candy store. Oh, that's the menu of shit I serve at the candy store. These are my ideas. Well, Tom, picture that. But this was actually after he died. But Hershey bought Friendlies. So it's that happening at a Friendlies. That explains that sick place. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Quiet. Yeah. So he was also very strict on policing alcohol consumption. Hershey owned most of the businesses in Hershey, Pennsylvania, like the drugstore, the grocery store, like you name it. But there was one bar on the outskirts of town that he didn't own. And he would often send, hire spies to go see who was drinking a little too much at the bar. Then they would report back to him and he'd fire them the next day and drive them out of town. Wow. Wow, that's really a great way to keep friends. Now, along with building uh, the largest co- concrete dome in the world for his hockey stadium at the time. Whoa. The most dystopian building in Hershey, Pennsylvania, was this massive windowless building in the center of town. Zero windows. This was the corporate offices of the Hershey Corporation, where the execs and the paper pushers worked. Now, Hershey's progressive idea was that if no one could see out of the window, no one could complain or feel better than others for having that cushy corner window office. You don't get the nice thing. Let me ask. Did it work? Uh, no, people hate. <laughs> there was reports of people like, "I want to kill myself." I too would want to kill yeah. myself if I lived inside a tomb 
which is designed for dead people. Mausoleum. Because it does seem like a mausoleum, what you just described. Yeah. Um, and it was yeah, very I, Im- I, it was very imposing, too, because this town was very, like, rural, kind of small-towny. And then all of a sudden, there's just, like, this phallus of a fucking building that's just like, this is where the Hershey Corporation is. And his lumpy-ass wife sitting on the top floor, drinking chocolate martinis, going, I hate myself. Now, wow. the building, that, just, right? to, just to add to the ambiance here, right? Uh, the building was artificially lit, obviously. It had green carpeting and tan walls. Each office was, min- was very minimal with just a desk and a clock. And there was a light box in each room that had three lights. Each light indica- indicated the weather that was outside. So sunny, <gasps> rainy, oh, or snowy. Like so you know when you left the building, like, oh, it's snowy out. I got to put on a coat. That's just, that's just, win- just do windows. Just yeah, do windows, do- like, if you're going to do that. You're a robot. <laughs> you're a robot, everyone. Get used to it. Simulation is breaking. <laughs> now, I know information traveled a lot slower back then, and, like, things could be obscured, but this town was not something that was, like, weird or unknown. Everyone knew about it. Hershey never really advertised his chocolate when he was alive, but he would always advertise the town. So he'd put little pictures of, like I this buzzword here, bucolic rolling dairy farms and the quaint Main Street Ooh. into the Hershey bars. Be like, look at where this chocolate's made. It's so nice. Hmm. He Sounds even, good. He even went so far to make a film called The Gift of Montezuma, uh, where it was like a, <laughs> a tour of his perfect chocolate factory. And he's there like, I have a golf course. I love this place. If yeah, you're me, it's the, awesome. The gift of Montezuma. There's too many. Between that and the chocolate thing, there's just too many jokes. Yeah. yeah. So let's just acknowledge <laughs> that there's many good setups and move yes. on. Yeah. We don't want to have all fucking night. You know what I mean? It's... Yeah, exactly. We better not. Well, eventually we'll do Montezuma on Rose Mortem. Yeah, we should. And we're going to record it while we're on the toilet. Yeah. Poop joke here. <laughs> so. As you can imagine, most of, I mean, he made that statement that interracial marriage is like racial suicide. Yeah. Hershey, Pennsylvania was very white. Um, That's pretty much all that was there. But when you have a lack of racial diversity in a town, you have to discriminate against some group. Because, I mean, that's true. Yeah. Right. People like to drive wedges in. And who was that group? The Guineas. Uh oh. Really? Slurs. Yeah, dropping dropping a little slur. So since groups like the KKK or racially fired up townsfolk didn't have any black people to harass in Hershey, oh, they no. would often burn crosses on the lawns of Italians, wow. throw rocks at them, and just like drive by through the neighborhood and harass them. There was an Italian ghetto um, in Hershey, and that ghetto was still policed by Hershey's lawn Nazis. So, yes, he actually had a group of people that would cruise through the neighborhood and make sure that your lawn was mowed and, like, landscaping was done. Uh, this this like, is why oh, I'm yeah. afraid of homeowner associations. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to say, I, yeah. yeah, that's. But also, like, you're, you're, you're describing an Italian ghetto. What a good-smelling ghetto. <laughs> like, right? you got all the, you know, you got a bunch of crying gins. And they're like upset. They're describing their their woes to their mothers. Their mothers are listening. They're also beating them over the head with yesterday's bread. And it smells like garlic 
and pasta, onion, and just all this beautiful stuff. And um, yeah, so I guess if you're Italian, you got that going for you. Yeah, which is nice, right? But also imagine because literally in Hershey, Hershey, and it's still kind of like that today. If you go near the factory, they still make the chocolate. You can smell the chocolate in the air. So imagine the like Italian smells mixing with the chocolate smells. That's uh, bad. So it'll, it'll smell extra Parmigiani because of the beca- like the, the the stupid acid. Yeah, maybe. Smells like vomit, really. Yeah, it's that. Yeah. So for the most part, though, if you were non-Italian living in Hershey, life was pretty good. I mean, Hershey paid. He lowered the prices on all of his businesses. Um, he was a schizophrenic business owner with like hot firing people, but he kind of just avoided him or stayed on his good side. He was into profit sharing for his employees, and they were very well paid, but he never updated the pay, which will be a problem in the future. But the thing is, if you fucked up, it was your fault. Regardless, you're fired. So, for example, one of the processes of making chocolate were these cocoa roasters. So they'd take the cocoa beans and they'd roast it in these really hot ovens and... There was this one guy who had one roaster who had been there for years. He was one of the best employees. Even like his coworkers were like, this dude knows how to roast cocoa. Now he's roasting. This guy could turn the oven on. What's his name? Better than anyone else. What's Better his name? than those stupid gins down there <laughs> in the garlic area. We like Could to call him Glenn. I'm not even Italian. I'm from Mamorta. <laughs> like, we don't believe you, Vincenzo. Get back to your fucking lawn mowing job. So this guy's roasting his cocoa beans, and Milton Hershey's doing a tour of the factory. All of a sudden, a brick in the roasting oven broke. Like, it wasn't his fault. But like, Hershey wasn't updating the ovens, or he wasn't doing maintenance on it. And a massive, all the oxygen flooded in. And a massive fire fire store started. Whoa! So the the roaster couldn't do anything. He just struggled to put it out, and he was able to save the factory and put out this fire. Um, but when once it was out, Hershey came up to him. And he was like, "You sir should collect your last paycheck. You're fired." Wow! Rude. Yeah. Very. So as biz, and I'm not going to go so much. There was a lot of like business douchebaggery going on with Hershey, especially with uh, Wrigley. Like of Wrigley gum, those guys hated each other. Um, That's funny. But just I'm, imagine this rivalry happening. Yeah, Gum Boy and Hershey. Hershey They're not Boy. even candy. Yeah. It's like a bad. It's like one of the later episodes of the Venture Brothers, where the show really fell apart, and they were just like, I don't know, make a franchise joke. <laughs> it's like that. Yeah. So I'm not gonna go too much in. If you really want to read about uh, the business side, pick up a book on Hershey, but. The business grew more and more and more, and he kept getting more and more rich. And his outward-facing persona was all about this um, blue-collar, rural lifestyles, right? Promoting his, like, small-town, Main Street, idyllic, moral vision. But Hershey was traveling around the world at this point with his syphilitic wife, uh, going to expensive <laughs> Uh, sweets in New York and Paris, drinking champagne, Spring, high rolling at syphilis tables. everywhere. Yeah, you know, he's far from the rural grandstanding that he promoted. Fair enough. Poser. He was actually going to be one of those rich guys on the Titanic. 
uh, you know, the ones that hated um, Leonardo DiCaprio. For Wait, banging. he was actually on the Titanic? He had, and you can go to Hershey now, and you can see his ticket on the Titanic, for the Titanic. Oh, he's he Seth got, McFarland? He got sick. Yeah, he pulled a little Seth McFarland <laughs> 9-11. He got sick and had to take a later wow. a cruiser across the uh, Atlantic. I'm make it work. He's Seth McFarland. We verbed him. Yeah. <laughs> and and we didn't even laugh about, you know, the wedding. Uh anyway, continue. So Hershey was a philanthropist. I mean, we've talked about you, Cody, you did Carnegie, and like we have these like really rich philanthropists. Philanthropists. Right? Yeah. In the air. And Car- Carnegie had more deplorable living quarters for those people, but um, yeah, his philanthropy, Hershey's philanthropy, um, extended to uh, the kids because he couldn't have any kids. His horrible wife was broken. Oh, he's doing it for the kids, right? So, do you think he was afraid of of having sex, though? Maybe, maybe. I think he's maybe, maybe she was off on his on her tits, hmm. which would be fine. Like no judgment, but you know. Adopt some children, goddammit. Well, that's what he does. He decides to adopt a whole lot of children because he makes an orphanage. <laughs> that's not adopting them. Uh, that's that's a, putting a building yeah. Uh, yeah, a few blocks that's down. That's not a Costco version of orphans. Yeah, but his orphans were his children that he spent loads and loads and loads of money on. It's kind of like blank check level. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's now, like Scrooge McDuck with Huey, Dewey, and Louie? Yeah, straight up. So, of course, these were only ideal orphans. And by ideal, I mean they, they were boys, white, and specifically selected for their intelligence. They had what a dystopian oh. term. Yeah. <laughs> wow. He's making an army. He's making the chocolate army. What should yes. we do about this? Nothing. I don't know. Are we living with the consequences of the chocolate army today? Yeah. <laughs> So if the orphan boy that he took in was a troublemaker, Hershey had no qualms kicking the boy back out on the streets. Out of the original, it started small. He had 10 kids, and eventually it would grow to hundreds. Um, but the original 10 kids, out of the first 10 kids, he kicked four of them out. So he's like, I don't like this one. Get rid of it. How do you do that, though? <laughs> How do you kick someone out? Do you like offer to take them somewhere far away? Or do you so, just like push them out the front door and throw like a duffel bag on the floor? Well, Travis, you mentioned that there was no like local law enforcement and stuff. It was all him. Yeah. So it, it's not. Yeah. He's, it starts with orphanage and your brain goes, oh, that's nice. He's helping the kids. And then you realize he's just making a bunch of psychotic like area stock market shooters. people. Yeah. Yeah. And also- like he's. He's trying to control the world and, like, making a little camp out of it. Well, and the thing is, is people knew that this orphanage was so good. Like, he was dropping so much money on these kids. They got to the point where, the like, the kids weren't even parentless. They, their parents, they reached the age of, like, four, and their parents were like, oh, I can't handle this kid. Please take it. And the Oh, parent- he's too smart and good-looking for yeah. us. We can't. We don't know what to do with this perfect boy. The parents. And, and, and yeah. Hershey pops in, he, and he, he actually just knocks on the window. You just say it from <laughs> How the dining room table. Boys? You go, you know what? I'm fucking tired of eating mush and smelling spaghetti. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to just say the magic words, and then here he comes. Hershey and then there Highway. Are. Sure, Hershey Highway comes knocking on the door. I heard you have a perfect boy. 
and he steals your boy and he puts him in school. He throws you $10 and he goes, thanks so much for the chocolate boy. <laughs> well, you want yeah, to be so, emailed a receipt? So these orphans were dropped off by their parents and their parents were actually allowed to visit them like once, I think once a month. But Hershey made sure he know those boys knew who their daddy was. He was daddy. Come yeah. sit on my lap. I'm Damn. daddy. You see that woman there? She gave birth to you. Wow. Do you see the man next to him? Yes. He's your father. But wait. The weird twist is that I fuck both of them. <laughs> Does that make you some kind of uncle? It's a good question. Go to your room. Thank you. <laughs> That's how it happened. Now... If you want to make tasty chocolate, we went over this. You got to have a lot of dang sugar. Where are you going to get all that sugar? Cuba. Oh, they're good with it? Cuba is where they get a lot of the sugar cane. And Hershey loved Cuba. Very skilled with their powders. Yeah. So remember, this is pre-communist Cuba. So this was Cuba was kind of like a sandals resort for millionaires. Cuba was great. Uh, up until that guy on the T-shirt started showing up. Yeah, oh, we did a show on him. You know, all that, all that guy, the, the, the guys that all the college kids like? Yeah. Man, we are so going to hell. So <laughs> that's, these, that's who's going to run the country soon. Yeah. These millionaires would show up and they like live like, like kings down in Cuba. They'd vacation down there on their yachts. Hershey was like, I love it here. I can gamble all the time. You know what? I started my own town in Pennsylvania. Let me just start one in Cuba. And it'll be my own sugar plantation, thus lowering the cost of sugar. Hell, I'm even going to build Cuba's first electric rail line just to transport my refined sugar. Weird flex. Senor Urshi. Bon vindo. Or something. Yeah. So that's what he does. He sets up like, I didn't write it down, but it was like, like, like Ciudad de Hershey or something. And it was like, (laughs) it was Hershey, Pennsylvania, too. Um, wow. and apparent- Boogaloo. Yeah, apparently the Cubans loved him. He was actually fair to them and paid them decent wages. And as like the liberalism and communism started to kick off in Cuba, they avoided Hershey's plantation specifically because they were like, this guy's okay. We He wow. likes chocolate. He's a good guy. We don't need to burn his face off. But also... Hershey, by doing that, opening up his own plant, Hershey kind of started the whole reason why Cuba went to communism because, like, he inspired a lot of other millionaires to, like, cut the whole cost and move these, like, plantations in. So he, like, started the trend of, like, hyper-capitalist Cuba plantation Americans. Okay, that's good to know, actually. Well, think about it this way. Like, those... It wasn't like today where you had all these third world countries competing for business. Like who can who can make the cheapest shirts for Old Navy? Like, you know, you're going back and forth between Bangladesh and Thailand, uh, Taiwan and like all these places. Right. Back then, it's like they don't have that moving power. Right. Mm. So they can go there off the top of their head. Go, oh, I can give you half of what I pay my employees there. Meanwhile, the dollar is like 10 times stronger than whatever the fuck they have. Yeah. So by getting half of what the Americans are getting, they're actually living a lot better. Right. So it works out. Um, And then, you know, college kids roll in. And then Bernie. Yeah. Bernie comes in and goes, shut down the chocolate. (laughs) Everlasting gobstoppers for all. 
<laughs> I am a fan of Fisherman's Friend. Let's get more of that going. Good American cough drops. You he puts know, it Bernie under his eyelids. Sucks, Bernie sucks them fisherman boys every day. Yeah, he puts it under his eyelids. You haven't seen that like yeah. web movie? <laughs> Dude, that shit's tight. I think I actually have some right here. Let me see you eat that candy. What a functional bag. That doesn't yeah, look like a, a purse one. at all. Um, okay. No, I don't have it on me, but I do. I do have a fresh pack. That was anticlimactic as fuck. Oh, Tom, did you leave it in? Fucked up the whole show by not having Fisherman's friend at hand. But I guess we'll yeah, we'll leave that in. All right. Well, I'm gonna go drive off a cliff like Mike recommended. So the first and second world war actually were pretty good for Hershey. He was able to um, make contracts with the U.S. government. Uh, and during the Second World War specifically, he made rations, one of them called Ration D bars and the other one called Tropical Chocolate Bars Oh for yeah, the troops that were high-calorie count. M&M's, right? right? Rem- M&M's? Yeah, I think, like... I don't no, know. that's Mars. That's yeah, Mars, yeah. Fuck. I fucked up. Um, how do you not know that? It's just chocolate and taste. You have sticky hands right I, now. How do you not know that? Yeah. It was the fucking simple syrup in the mule I was just drinking. It's, it's not candy if it's sugar. I'll uh, an alcoholic well, drink. Well, along with the rations, he obviously would include Hershey's chocolate bars. Hershey really didn't change. I mean, now when you think of Hershey, there's like a million different candy bars you can buy because they've acquired all these different brands. But for the longest time, literally, it was the Hershey bar and Mr. Good bar. That was it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, actually, like all that. Like Snickers technology and Milky Way technology, where they did multi-layered candy that came like later. Yeah, like that's like a pretty recent thing. So like, yeah, we take it for granted. I will continue taking it for granted. But if you want to be a sucker for this shit, look into the history of multi-flavored candy bars. Yeah, and so of course these Hershey bars were in with the troops. Like everyone's seen the movie where like that little French girl that like just had her both of her parents like disembodied or disemboweled by the nazis and the american soldier comes over he's like have a hershey bar don't worry little girl is that space jam yeah. with lebron james <laughs> yeah that's the new space jam. it got weird was that the snyder cut yeah <laughs> <laughs> so along the route the milk chocolate man himself hershey swore off milk he wouldn't drink the stuff he hated it <laughs> now the book i read it just said he had a bad incident involving seafood and milk. Now, well, I wonder what that could I, be. Right. Well, was, well, the thing is, is like my brain didn't go to like clammy chow or like, uh, no, or, or like, my well, brain I was, went to I was, like, I was, yeah, I was picturing Hershey like eating a lobster, drinking a glass of milk. I, I imagine you just tripped on those items going down the stairs or something. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine him just like taking a puffer fish and, and hooking it up to an udder and squeezing until it was full <laughs> and biting into it like an apple? That would be the extreme case. We're like, this is terrible. Now, of course, the good times are going to end for Hershey, as they often do when you get older. Things get more boring. <laughs> um, Kitty eventually <laughs> would die of syphilis, a slow death. Um. And after that, Hershey became even more of a hard ass at work. And then in 1937, the dang socialists came to the factory. Oh, no. What they want. So that's right. The chocolate workers went on strike. Oh, boy. Now, um, Is this around the time of the nickel bar? 
the nickel bar. Nickelback? Have you ever heard of a nickel bar? No. Zat. So Hershey did a, I don't know when he started it, but at some point he introduced a nickel bar. And the philosophy philosophy behind it was it would change like basically annually based on what you could get for a nickel. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Tom, you did more so, research than the fucking biographer I read. I went to Hershey when I was younger, and I remember reading this on a wall. <laughs> Let's give that wall an honorary degree. So so eventually, um, yeah, so back in, let's say, 1960, when you want to buy a nickel's worth of chocolate, it was a big-ass bar. Okay. You know? But then, come 1980s, it's like uh, about half the size, and that's like the old nickel boy. And now, they don't make nickel bars anymore <laughs> because because even $5 doesn't get you shit. Yeah, if you ask for a nickel bar, they just fucking sneeze at you until you go away. Yeah, they have no, one of I'm the sure cocoa you... roasters, like, cough phlegm up on you. Yeah, they're like, oh, get out of here. Oh, um, but Leave seriously, you guys, you guys remember seeing those little, I think they were, like, it was the precursor to the fun size joints. Right. The foil-wrapped ones that you would see, at, like, deli counters. Yeah, I know those. Those are, like, that was the nickel bar oh, okay. when we were younger. All right. I didn't know that. Because well, now, now it's so know. small. <laughs> we can't Very even small. see them anymore. Yeah, they still produce them. Now it's... We, they they now still it's produce rice. them, but we just, it, it's imperceptible. They, they, they're called chocolate rice, and they come in 10 packs. <laughs> so the, her, the the chocolate fat workers, they went on strike. People were sick of having Hershey make all the decisions in the town. Like, they might have been good for most people, but the workers, like I said, he was doing profit sharing, but he never, like, he, like, stopped, like, during the Depression, he, like, paid them okay, and everything was cheap in the town. Like, he lowered prices. But people wanted to make their own decision about their money. They're like, give me better wages so I can fucking make my own decisions. Just because you want to build a fucking stupid golf course doesn't mean I'm going to play golf on it. Yeah, I'm going to shit like in the, the box. Yeah. And I want some syphilis, too. So the canoe and syphilis, too. Yeah. <laughs> So the going a long way. The strike started out very peacefully. Um, the union inspectors made sure that the workers were like the sit-in workers that were staying in the factory didn't destroy any of the equipment. They weren't smoking in any of the hygienic areas that they weren't supposed to smoke in. The picket Rude. line outside was very tame too. The problem was was that half the town, the ones that didn't work in the chocolate factory saw Hershey as one step below God. So they're like, wow. why are you not working? This is the best boy ever. Shut up. Go back to work. Was it the Italians? No, the Italians were Which... actually one of the big proponents for the union. Oh, I was going <laughs> to oh, say, like, if they couldn't get those jobs. Why you pick on Mr. Hershey? Go get the tomach. Also, the dairy farmers were pissed because they didn't have um, any place to move their milk. Don't acknowledge it. Don't acknowledge yeah. it. You like that writing? Uh, Zwick, can you put a laugh track? <laughs> Just keep it going for the rest of the episode whenever Travis talks. Yep. Give Tom and I clean air and just yep. crowd Crickets, him out. Perhaps. Yeah. So on top of the strike, there was a pro-Hershey rally that was like people calling for the Hershey workers to go back to work and being like, we stand with MS. They used to he used to be cool. They used to call him just MS. 
It's not good now. No, don't it's not worry. A good nickname. No. Um, now, one of the top execs at Hershey, he talked to Hershey. He's like, you know what? I used to work for this other company. They used to call me a union breaker because I know how to break unions. Do you want this union to disappear? <laughs> uh, so he's like, Hershey. Hershey had met with the union. He kind of like agreed to their terms, but he wasn't really like he wasn't really going to do anything about it because he knew about this plan. So this exec hired a bunch of strike breakers. Now, strike breakers were just armed thugs that would go to strikes and incite violence um, just to cause shit. A little um, Molotov cocktail here, little pebble there, maybe a brick through that window. Yeah. These strike breakers were from Philly. They weren't from Hershey. And the exec had them, like, mix in with the pro-Hershey rally. So they you got right. these guys with, like, billy clubs and baseball bats. <laughs> and they must be, like, stout and brawny gentlemen. So I'm, I'm just imagining that crowd very split on that day because you got yeah. the candy guys. And then you got mercenaries disguised as candy guys. But, like, they're big as, like, my masseur I had yesterday, Kyle. I can't stop thinking about him. <laughs> <laughs> you should got that happy ending, Cody. I know. His hands were too rough for that shit. Yeah, that's the gooey gumdrop ending, he calls it. Hi, I'm Kyle. I'm seven foot tall. I'm gonna rub you down. <laughs> so when the I'm rally rub you up the stairs. So when the pro Hershey rally got close enough to the factory, all of these hired thugs smashed through the picket line. Like I said, they were equipped with billy clubs, baseball bats, even pitchforks. Where are they hiding that? Right. Where's the guy hiding the pitchfork, Travis? They're just walking with it. Like, you know, these were, oh. like, the dairy farmers were angry, but, like, they weren't going to do shit. You know, like. They're dairy farmers. Yeah, they, they probably had a pitchfork in their back pocket. Just <laughs> Right. They're walking dairy farmers. Dairy farmers are historically very sensitive people uh, with with uh, good, good heads on their shoulders. Snowflakes. Yeah. They take out all of their aggression with the downward motion over and over again of utter squeezing. Uh, by the end of the day, they're not in no mood to fight. Right. So these these goons break through the picket line and they start beating the shit out of these peaceful pro strikers that are sitting in the factory. They start breaking windows and equipment, seriously injuring these sit-in strikers. Strikers remember seeing women being sexually assaulted and men with their heads cracked open, bleeding blood and screaming out of the factory. The happiest place on earth. Yeah. So what did Hershey do? Remember, he had talked with the union. He was like, okay, we can come to a compromise. He also authorizes massacre on his own people, and he sat in his hilltop mansion and cried. Between the Chardonnay But was, he real, what, was it a real cry or was it a syphilis cry? It's probably a syphy cry. Just like, like one of those goopy, like, uh, like you squeeze in the top of a honey mustard bottle. Like, uh, so sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like almost like coconut. Yeah. Like mm, good, I love yeah. almond joys. That's what that is. <laughs> That's Mars. Oh yeah, you're right. That is boy. So as, as Hershey got older, he got crazier and crazier. And I didn't really think about this, but he probably had syphilis. The book that didn't mention that it was like his wife had syphilis, but he didn't have syphilis. He was fine though. Totally fine. Uh, Hershey, uh, I think I kind of touched on this. He liked to play favorites a lot. For example, he kept a certain gardener around that uh, Hershey openly said he could plant 
plants upside down and I won't fire him. The guy was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> wait, that doesn't mean he's dumb. That just means that he really liked the, the guy. This guy. Yeah. The guy probably never planted a plant upside down. Yeah. But uh, he would just randomly fire his like top performers like that roaster that I was talking about. Wow. Right. Um, it's really cool. Though. Hershey started to experiment with different flavors. Um, at the time, the late 30s, early 40s, vitamins were all the rage. Like, you know, this is when they Ooh. started like enriching like white bread and shit. And salt. Yeah. Pure yeah. and rickets. HD bread. Yeah. Ooh. So he, he would like order. He kind of became like a burden on the execs because he would just like be like, we're going to make banana chocolate and then we're going to put raisins in it. So he'd like order like a crate, like a f- cargo freighter of like bananas and like mash them up like haphazardly put them into the chocolate and of course he's got like these lead chemists and bakers that just have to do the recipe that he came up with because like if they didn't like even if they knew it didn't work they'd be fired like they were like yes mr hershey i'll like dehydrate these bananas for you and put them in the zoo that you built yeah that is weird that is very weird um, the fact that he wouldn't just be like, Hey, how do, maybe let's buy a bunch of bananas instead of we get a cargo no. freighter. And why don't we try a few recipes in my house? You come over for an afternoon. I'll have my syphilitic wife, wife, make oh, some mojitos dead. for us. Well, she's going to make them anyway. We'll strap her up to be a marionette or something. Yeah. A woman's work is never over. Um, either way. One of the big things that her, she tried to push, uh, in late in his later life was making soap. He's like, gotta get clean. That, that's this is true. And the, what he was like, hey, we have all this excess cocoa butter. This is like sitting around. We're not using it. This is before they invented white chocolate, where they use cocoa butter, which tastes disgusting. Uh, let's make soap out of it. <laughs> right. Uh, the thing about cocoa butter is that on its own, it just it doesn't smell good. It doesn't smell like chocolate. It smells kind of gross. <laughs> it smells like cocoa butter. Yeah, no, it's not great smelling. You don't want your body to smell like that. Maybe I do. I don't know. Maybe you do. Maybe you're sick fucks. Maybe I do do. But regardless of what scent you put in, apparently the noses of the 1930s and 40s were like, this is disgusting. So like he put all these scents in and they'd be like, oh, this is gross. Ugh. Is that hot dog? Why? Yeah, I guess they had tobacco. Like hot dog and tobacco cologne yeah. back then. The yeah. onion. That's good. Yeah. But Hershey was set on selling the soap. He was even... He even opened his own storefront in Atlantic City that he personally manned the counter on. He's like, come on over. You're going to love this soap. <laughs> Everyone walked in. They go, oh, it smells like shit. And he goes, you're fired. And then the the guy's like, I don't work for you. And it just keeps going. It's yeah. like a, you know, it's like a Saturday Night Live bit. Like, really not smart. Yeah. yeah. There's a Mario character somewhere in it. They- yeah, he comes in. Okay, I'm making you soap like Manuel Sachs. Yeah. They only mass produced the, the soap for a short while, but Hershey had the genius idea of putting the soap in the same wrappers as the chocolate bars. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so there was at least one angry letter from a mom to the company saying that their kid had eaten a whole like bar of soap oh, a whole <laughs> yeah. a whole bar of yeah, soap the kid yep. didn't take one bite was like that was off no. let me Kids try again dumb. just the kid and driven apparently yeah like yeah i feel like he loses voice 
You know what I mean? Three quarters of the way through, and he's just like, gotta power on. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine that return letter from Hershey, old Milton Hershey, going, Dear Miss Zucrini Cheese. That's right. You, your kid would never make it into my orphan school, so you better not be found dead anywhere. Like a really confusing <laughs> yeah. letter. Like, yeah. wait, I just wrote a letter to complain. And you just wrote a letter saying how stupid my son was and how I better not die. What is this? P.S. The entire bar? Really? Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't even eat that much chocolate in one sitting. So I, I put this in. There is there is speculation that Hershey may have had, like, after he after his wife Kitty died, he, like, never remarried. I'm sure he fucks around. Now, there was some speculation that he had two kids that um, he used to, like, go to the specific house every day. And there's this one woman that had two kids, and those two kids were put into the orphanage. And people think that there may there might have been two Hershey bastards, I guess, like out of wedlock kids. Sometimes. Two Hershey bastards. That's you know you look, you turn around after taking a shit. You look at the toilet bowl. Yeah. That's that's a phrase you could use often. Look at those two Hershey bastards in there. <laughs> so getting a little Randy in the seventies, possibly. You don't know. Um, there there was actually um, I think the grant the daughters of the suspected uh boys that were his children were ready to get a dna test in like the 2000s but hershey declined to like uh exhume any dna from hershey to compare so <sighs> where's the fun in that maury povich right? knows yeah yeah didn't didn't some white bitch get like pablo picasso dug up recently and it was a negative <laughs> <laughs> That, that's hilarious. Sounds like to some me. dumb white bitch. Yeah, that's hilarious to me. Yeah, I, I mean, like you know, if she could do it, let these two people that have like way more legitimate claims see if their dad is their dad. All right, here's a yeah. game. How's that sound? Here's a game. If you could do that to any dead celebrity right now, who would you do? Who would you like to do that to? Just to kind of like for funsies desecrate. Yeah, but you have to be like a close enough like match to their son or something like that. Okay. You have to um, you have to resemble the dead person you're going to exhume just for funsies with a, a potential Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, yeah, Travis, I can see that. I want to see them big bones because you know he was big bones. <laughs> Judge, we need an Alfred Hitchcock uh, marrow sample. This man claims to be his descendant. <laughs> just walk into the courtroom but like I'll bring a spotlight yeah. and we'll do like a silhouette like <laughs> yeah. as you walk. In. Yeah, look at this boy. He's <laughs> Come on. related. Smoking a cigar and everything and just be like, well, Uncanny. You're on there. Um, me. Who would I do? Who would I do? I would do something like fun. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Who was like a famous anti-Semite? Like, that's who I would go uh, for. I, nothing like, comes to uh, mind. Henry Ford. Henry Ford. Just do Henry Ford. Because then I could be like, yeah, no, he's, <laughs> he's my great granddad. And I know this because I have letters from him. He knew I was going to be around. It was one of the best time capsules in the world. I just found it. I'm not going to show it to you. Um, that guy, dig him up. Let's see what happens. So why not? Yeah. So would one of you guys ask me the question? Oh, we're here. Uh, Travis, how does Mr. Hershey die? 
So as Hershey entered his 80s, he got more and more frail and more and more out of it, making stupid things. Uh, he had two nurses at his side all the time. Oh, the Hershey bastards. Hand, yeah, Hershey bastards. Probably giving him hand jibbers, little Hershey kisses on the brown ass. Right. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, so Hershey got uh, pneumonia in 1945. He mandated that his orphan boys, now in the hundreds, <laughs> pray for him. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, give me the, your spirit bomb energy. And they're like, no, too busy jerking off. Well, the thing was, is Hershey was never even really that religious. Like, I remember I said he came from this, like, Mennonite background, but he kind of, he believed, he was a big fan of the Ten Commandments, but he, he never went to church or required it, his boys to go to church. It's his own ideology. Thing. Like, yeah. I... Like, it doesn't surprise me. Like, there are some values in there. You grow up this way, but then you're like, I'm not really a church guy. But at the same time, family. Right. Uh, lawns. Also, because he doesn't like Italians, he actually got in trouble with the Catholic Church for not allowing his Catholic orphan boys to attend Sunday Mass. This led to a massive Catholic boycott. At, this was before he was dying, but just a little side note. Hershey eventually caved and let his kids go to mass. All right, but can Gino go to mass? Oh my God, I, that was a that was a joke. Why has this joke not been said before? I got to rephrase <laughs> this. You guys can work with it too. I'm gonna work, we're gonna workshop this. What do you call what do you call the little bed in the pl- in the priest's bedroom? Uh, you just said it. Uh, amen. The Catholic boycott. <laughs> Catholic boycott. Like, okay. Something nice. like that. It can be. It's clunky. It's really clunky right now. But you see the potential there. Yeah, we could shop that. Yeah. Well, also, it's not. Maybe not. Maybe cat. No one's really boycotting the Catholic Church. They're just not going anymore. Okay, continue. That was quite the tangent. So anyway, back to how he died on October eleventh um, of nineteen forty-five. He was rushed to the hospital and put in an oxygen tent, which I guess is like. The iron lung kind of thing, but just a tent of oxygen. Hmm. Um, There, he said, while he was in this tent, he turned to one of his nurses. He was like, bet you'd never thought you'd look at me in the cage like a monkey in the zoo, did you? And he shit himself immediately. (laughs) He probably then pooped. She turned around to get a tissue. And he just started screeching like some kind of (laughs) gibbon. And when she turned around, he was dead. So oh. that was his last words about the monkey in the zoo. Just a bad monkey joke, which is almost like worse than the joke I just said before about the yeah. boycott. And this yeah. man was dying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my last words are probably going to be a bad joke, too. So I'll give him, I'll cut him some slack. So a quick little postmortem before we rate this idiot. Um, Hershey died with no heirs. So basically, while he was still alive, he had set up a trust where he had put his entire fortune into the Hershey orphanage. So the trust and the orphanage owned the company and the town. And the Hershey children. Himself, yeah, Hershey himself didn't have that much money, technically, because it was all in the orphanage. Um, so over time, execs have kind of like corrupted this trust. They normalized the town a little more. They added Hershey Park, the amusement park, where basically the town is just like traffic city in a shitstorm. Um, and the orphanage has 
it already kind of was like that when Hershey was around, but the orphanage has kind of turned into like a boys prep school. During like the 90s and early 2000s, it was one of the best educations you could get as like a grade school. And there's pre- plenty of corruption with enrollment and like it's still supposed to be needy children, but there was like very needy upper middle class rich kids going right there. needy needy connecticut kids and rhode island kids yeah. and la kids you but know, that's like a whole the- yeah that's a sto- whole another story mm. there was some uh some boy touching going on there you can look that up you want to well, learn well, more when, about this orphanage whenever there's a lot of boys there's a lot of boy touching let me tell you though imagine this he dies he's got a hundred boys <laughs> that are in in bunk beds and when they get out of the bunk bed every morning they 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 put on their little tie and suit suspenders, and then they walk over the factory and just start firing people and smoking cigars. These are 10-year-old boys, and they're, they're, they want to fill Papa Hershey's shoes. All right? 100 yeah. of them. They're walking around. Well, they also, they also added, sorry, they also added girls and uh, non-whites <coughs> at some point into the school. So, Whoa. You know. They, How progressive. They, they upped it. I saw so Mulan. Even girls and black kids could get touched in a, a prep school. They kind of don't, though. You know, there's something really special to these touchers that really want the same thing that the Hershey guy wants. They're all disgusting perverts is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure what what's her name, Lori Laughlin. Her kids had to have gone there. Um, just the finest educations. So, so I think uh, before we end this, I wanted to kind of spin back to that one quote that I said at the top, where um, the guy who lived in Hershey was like, "Yo, it was a philanthropic dictatorship." Like, does that make Hershey like just because he did good things? Does that make him like like I think he tried to do good? May have been some, like, weird fucking shit with, like, the racism, but, like, the people in the town, in for the most part, until the strike, enjoyed living in the town, and he did try to do good things, but he's kind of just an idiot, vast egotist, I would think. Yeah, I feel like dictatorships always, at least for one millisecond, are started with good intentions, and then, like, either scarcity happens or some dickbag gets to sit in the high chair with the you know with a more fancier hat and ruin some lives but like all dictatorships are like good for at least half a second this one seemed to have like been able to coast a little bit longer on like the philanthropic side but it's always doomed to like crash somewhere right yeah i guess so we will have to ask jeff bezos our we'll lord or overlord write him a letter yeah yeah our our new overlord jeff bezos I, you know in the year 2025, I think we'll really kind of have that feeling um, in a weird way. We might not be grateful like that guy is. And there's nothing to be grateful about as all of our freedoms have been removed. Any chance of uh, adventure or exploration is behind a paywall. And any, anything resembling having meaning is totally dissipated into uh, corporate infrastructure. So um, that got, it might have been easier back then when... Yeah when life was simpler, but we've had so many things removed that I think comparing it is just, is um, kind of a trick. They I took Dunkaroos sec- from us. Yeah. Yeah. The second Jeff opens up Bezos, Rhode Island, I'm moving. In what, two days? Yeah. Two-day shipping of Travis? 
Yeah, straight to Bezos, Rhode Island. That's going to be his yeah. Hershey, Pennsylvania. So, like, obviously, he's not a dictator. He might be the, the main founder of the town, but it's still in the United States. And if you want to, you can walk out of it. If you're yeah. dirt poor, nothing's really keeping you there. You know, yeah, you might have some real estate if you moved in and you've been, in, you know, developed your uh, equity in the town, per se. But I don't know, man, like. To me, uh, it is odd. But remember when he wanted to open a warehouse near us? Yeah, well, oh, Bezos. Jeff? Yeah, it was yeah. Jeff. It was like, yeah, it just seems like that. I keep comparing him to Jeff Bezos because it's like that on a micro scale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he like, was he was one of the richer tycoons. Like he wasn't um, Carnegie or Rockefeller, but he was up there. You know, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he he and he designed his town so he had control over it. He, you said he was subsidizing the yeah. items that were in, in uh, on sale. Like he obviously wasn't making; he was keeping people there. Yeah, he wouldn't mind losing a profit at his gro- Hershey grocery stores just to kind of like keep his his yeah his town's his little utopia. Up, yeah. which is, I mean, it's more sound than doing it on a global scale where you just end up with shit, right? Yeah, so that's so, Hershey. He's, I feel like he's kind of a wiener. Creepy. He is. He certainly he's creepy. Is. You know what it is? I, I could never imagine myself wanting to do that. What, eat chocolate? In any capacity. No, yeah, firstly, eat chocolate like a fucking animal. And then, secondly... Animals get sick when they eat chocolate. Own a town. Like, want, want that kind of control. Like, I can't even control myself. Yeah, it's like being a governor for fun without pay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, People get like... There's a weird, weird thing, like political thing there. That's like definitely egomaniac weenie boy shit. I'm eating one of his vomit candy bars right now. And it's pretty sour and gross. Well, thanks for eating into the microphone and bringing in this presentation. Yeah, about the Hershey Highway. Um, I hope your diet is better next week. Yeah, I couldn't be doing this next week, but thanks, Hershey. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> Cody, do you have anything else to add to that? Nah, I just wish I had chocolate. You guys are both make me sick. Hey, everyone who's listening at home, you don't make me sick. I love you. Nice You're cookies all and cream. Sweet. You don't like cookies and cream, Tom. You, ew, that's white chocolate. I, I'm not a cookies and cream man. I'm a listener man. I'm here for the people. Come and go as you please. I don't care. Tom, listen to this. But I do care. I want you to enjoy the show, so thanks for listening. Head over to patreon.com slash roastmortemcast. Um, what else can we do here? We could, oh, have, wait, I almost said Heavy Hole Podcast. That's a different show. Go ahead, plug it. Uh, heavyholepodcast.com if you want to see something else I've done. Woo! We got um, Hershey's.com. You can buy a Hershey's chocolate bar. Yes. Uh, what's the other thing? We have a store. Don't we have a merch store? Yeah. Grossmormcast.com. You buy shirts and hats with dicks on them. Look at the broken uh, links. We actually bought a hat for Mike this time, but I threw it out. Did yeah. you do it in front of him? No, but I took a video. But I lost the video because it was on <laughs> so Super th- This was just a very expensive prank for no one then. <laughs> yeah, just for me. So uh, just for me and for me to share with you as we did with this episode. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Shane. Thank Watch you. out for that Hershey road bump. It's not, it's not chocolate. Bye. Mm-hmm. Thank you.